What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Broker to Broker Real Estate Podcast. I'm excited to have you here today because I have an extremely special guest. Are you ready? Here we go. Hi, and welcome to the Broker to Broker Real Estate Podcast, where we are on a mission to interview successful real estate brokers and industry leaders so we can learn what's working and peel back our industry so we can all learn together. I'm your host, Nathan Daniel, and welcome to the show. All right, everybody. Like I said, welcome back to the show. I'm excited to have you here today because we have a very special guest all the way from Dallas, Texas, Miss Tanya Endicott. Welcome to the show. Hey, Nathan. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Fantastic. So uh, I know we connected recently on, on LinkedIn and I was looking at your profile and uh, you've got a lot of great stuff going on and I wanted to have you come on the show. Um, you've been in real estate for a while and I just wanted the everybody to hear kind of what you're doing, what, where you're seeing wins right now in the industry, like where's some opportunity for all of us to grow as brokers um, as we're leading people. So one, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. And tell us, tell us a little about yourself. Where are you at? Like as far sure. as a, like area wise and like how many agents do you have on your team right now? Sure. So um, I am in the Dallas area north of Dallas, uh, and, but that's that's the area that everybody knows. Like, So if I say, hey, I'm from Frisco, Texas, most people are like, well, I don't know where that is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we've got about five people on the team right now. I've had up to nine people plus four staff on my team. So have had a bigger team before. Um, figured out really early on that it was best to have just a few core agents that are really hungry to work as opposed to many agents who are onesie twosie then disappear for three months. So, <laughs> uh, but I've been doing this 20 years. So been around a hot second for sure. All right. So you've seen some change in our industry. I know um, yeah. when I got started in 09, I mean, it was the biggest bubble and I was actually there in Richardson. Oh, um, wow. Is yeah. where I started. Um, mm -hmm. However, you know, 09, People are right. like mass exodus of real estate. Yes. I'm going, yay, opportunity. Let's get in and do this. But like, so you were, you've been around longer than that. Like you, you've stuck through this and you've seen the highs, you've seen the lows. And really what spurred the launch of this whole podcast is everything that's been happening in 2020. A lot, so many mm -hmm. people were like, Hey, it's, it's a new decade. We got a new 10 years ahead of us. It's going to be amazing. Here we go. Right. Boom. Right. COVID and the world just has gone Shuts crazy. Down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so with all of that being said, what are you seeing, especially with 2020, like in today's world, as we've gone through the first seven months of the year, mm -hmm. like what are you seeing right now in our industry? Well, I think it depends on your market. Okay. So, and I'm super leery of people who are very blanket overview of things because there's no way that that can be true for every market or or even majority of the market okay so real estate is very market specific and you have to make sure that wherever you're getting your information you're getting it from your market center because if someone says oh everything's going to hell in a handbasket well that's not that couldn't that may not be accurate for your market so dallas is a really really strong business market a relocation market 
And, you know, California tends to be the driver, I think, of real estate. So what happens there tends to kind of trickle down and people see it happening in their markets later. Um, and I always liken it to that stone throw effect. Like if you've ever thrown a stone in a pond, you've got one ripple and then another ripple and then another ripple and another ripple. And depending our, on where you're at in the ripple, like where it started could be completely fine by the time the mass destruction gets to you. Um, so that's why I say just, just kind of be aware of what's out there. Um, in our market right now, prices are up. We have lots of buyers. We are getting multiple offers on things if they're great houses and our market is very strong. Mm -hmm. So we didn't, we didn't really experience the slowdown that some of the other markets did. Like I know for our office, we had one of the largest months since the assistant has ever been there. Nice. <laughs> so I look back at uh, a lot of the, uh, opportunity here that well mm -hmm. that so many homeowners have dealt with is and I, I know in the beginning of the year like as, as all this started picking up they were they were predicting like even NAR had some conferences going okay we're going to get to a massive shift and yeah. real estate could come to a screeching halt right well all of a sudden the federal stuff started kicking in the HEROES Act right. and everything else started kicking in and it, and it talked about the mortgage yep. forbearance and I think right now that's really what's kept a lot of our economy strong especially real estate Yes. And I mean, still mortgage rates being at an all time low. Yes. Yes. I mean, it's a win. I know I, I always look back and uh, so we sold actually our house. We lived out in Wiley. I'm sure okay. you're, you're familiar yeah. with where that's at. Yep. Um, we lived out in Wiley and I sold a house out there and uh, we ended up, oh, I don't know. I, we made probably fifty, sixty thousand dollars from the time we bought it in two thousand ten till two thousand fourteen. Like, made a great income off of that. However, right. like looking back and knowing what it is now, like I looked up that house recently, yeah. And from the time we sold it until what its value is today, I think it went up by a hundred grand. Oh and I'm yeah. Going, it's, oh for sure. So Dallas sure. is is super hot, and I totally get that. So now you said you have five people on your team right now. Yes. Um, from a leadership perspective and leading that team, what would you say would be the greatest lesson that you've learned as a leader in the last six months for your team? To keep people motivated. I mean, so it's really hard when you are drugged down by the media, by um other naysayers. I mean, because, you know, if you listen to it, people are going to pick out from what they hear on the news and on Facebook and all of these other places, and they're going to make it apply to what they want to hear. Mm -hmm. Because we all have our filters, right? And that's what most people do. That's why it's really hard to get your news source from one place, because you hear one person's perspective and you hear it through their filters. So, Keeping people motivated is really the key when you're going through something like this to say, you know what, that's okay. It's okay if that's their experience. It's okay if they don't have a closing or that they're struggling or they're saying this. That's not the reality. Our reality is what we make, okay? So it's a mind mindset shift and it's it's about, you know, hey, let's let's figure out what are you doing right now 
um, why are you feeling, why are you feeling a connection with what you're hearing over the media? And let's figure out how to chop that, <laughs> to, to cancel that connection and, and refocus on where we said we were going to be for this year. So that's kind of, that's the big thing for me is keeping people motivated, keeping them moving forward. Because if you don't have momentum in real estate and you stop, then it takes several months for you to realize any momentum that you start again. Okay. So I, I, I love that, right? It's, it's definitely, it starts with mindset. Cause if you get lost in the, I mean, that's why I don't watch the news anymore. I mean, it's because of, of just the complete negativity and how it's all pr proposed to us. Like, and that's why we're getting into this real conversation right now, but how do you keep track of your, your assist or your, not your assistants, your agents that are on your team, how do you keep on touch of their mental state, right? And making sure that they're in a good spot. So I'm very hands-on. I'm not, I'm not a micromanager. Okay. I, I'm not, I don't have time for that. I don't hire people who need that from me. So I hire people who are motivated in the first place. Um, and for me, that's really, really key is you make the right hires first. But if I see a, cause it's all about your pipeline, right? So if I see a lapse in the pipeline, I know that I need to go start lighting some fires. I need to be holding people accountable saying, what are you doing to get out of the situation that you're in? What are, you know, what are you doing so that you, great, you closed four deals last month. Awesome. What are you doing now for next month and the month before? Um, don't get sidetracked. You've got, you've got a full bank account right now, but you, you wait two months and you're going to be hurting again, eating beans. So <laughs> exactly the roller coaster of real estate that, you know, it's mm -hmm. this cycle where it's like, yeah, I have an awesome month. And then boom, I don't eat for three months. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Cause we live on, I mean, I mean, reality is real estate agents live on a 90 day cycle, right? And if, Yes. The activities they do today is going to impact in 90 days from now. And yes. so as, as a leader, what I heard you say is you've got to, you got to be aware. You've got to constantly stay on top of their mindset and, right. and, and talk, well, it sounds like you have to talk to them. Oh my gosh. Yes. Isn't yeah. that a novel idea right? in the I mean, world? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, cause you're still selling, right? You're like, you're still yes. in production. Yes. But your client is all, you know, it's also the agent on your team. That's also your client as well, right? Well, yeah, it, it, it's not just my client. It's more, I think of them more as business partners. So when they, uh, when they're not motivated, it also affects my bottom line. Okay. So they're, I don't know, a client is a totally different mindset for me, but yeah, so they're, they're their own business entity because we're all independent contractors and I don't employ them. Right. But, um, but if they're not moving forward, then my business suffers and is halted too. So. Gotcha. Okay. So with a, with a new agent getting started, like what do you see in today's world that, that, that hold a lot of agents back from being successful? Honestly, it's not knowing how to start. I, I think that you have that, um, what do they say, paralysis analysis? Yeah. 
so I, I think that that affects a lot of people. I know, I know I nipped that in the bud when I got started in real estate. I said, I, because I was, I was relocating to a different area. Like I knew absolutely nobody except my parents here. And, um, and then found myself in a, in a situation where I had to change what my focus was. So, so I went to real estate school and I was like, I'm going to be a realtor. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, that was 20 years ago. But what I learned early on is that they teach you how to pass the test and that's it. Like they don't teach you how to, how to fish and how to eat. They their job is literally to get you to be licensed. So knowing that you know nothing, but having the energy and the motivation to go out and do it, align yourself with somebody who does know something. So I went on a team and I put two and a half years in on a team and I learned. I learned what I wanted to do, what I didn't want to do, the kind of clients I wanted, because it's not about casting a wide net. It's about being specific and, and focusing your energies. Um, and I also knew that I wanted a team. Like, I, I don't think I've ever been just a single agent. I've always been on a team or had a team because I like that energy that a team brings to it. Yeah. So, and you said the riches are in the niches is what I heard there, right? So like when you're as an agent identifying that ideal client instead of casting that big, it's almost getting smaller so you can actually get bigger, right? And so narrowing down that that market that you're actually sending your message out to correct yeah okay so if it, if you're a broker and you're just getting started with with everything that's going on in our world today and you're just getting started opening the doors of your real estate office um, or your real estate team like what are you doing differently today than you did in the past well i think so I, and I've been a broker and had my own office too. I mean, cause I am a broker. So, um, for me and, and every broker is different. Like you, you have to figure out the model that you want to operate under. If the model that you want to operate under is I want as many agents as possible and somebody's going to hit something because there are definite brokers out there who operate by that model, then you're going to approach real estate very differently than someone who says, I want experienced agents or agents who have the potential, but they're not super high D, you know, to talk about the disc test. Um, they're more of people pleasers and they, and their eyes, so they can't rein it in. <laughs> but they they have the energy to go out and get things. So it's knowing knowing what you want from your brokerage, and then only making those hires. Because again, if you if you hire the wrong people, it it really and I've seen it before. It's happened to me. It, everything comes tumbling down. If you hire the wrong person and they leave, they can take everybody with them and you're starting from scratch. So uh, it, it's, it's really about being very congruent with where you're going and then hiring to reach that goal. 
Okay, so let me break this down because here, here's what I heard. I heard that you've got to get clear with the vision and direction that you want to take your company, correct? Mm-hmm. And then you also have to identify your ideal client, just like an agent would, on who is your ideal agent that you want to have on your team and be partnering with because they're going to represent, they're honestly going to be representing you. Yeah. And, and I think that's very, very especially true at the beginning stages of your brokerage, because if you make the wrong hires, you're going to spend all of your energy chasing these people, training these people, and they're not going to stay loyal to you. So hiring smart, um, and I use the word hire, even though they're independent agents, but allowing those agents to align themselves under your sign is it, it can make or break you at the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. And, and making sure that you have that clear idea of what your company stands for, the values that you have, and making sure that those people are in alignment with you, like you said, could make or break you. And it, it, it could also catapult you, right? I mean, because when you identify that and then all of a sudden those people are succeeding under your leadership, then, I mean, that's also going to attract talent as well. Absolutely. And if you haven't solidified the loyalty of those people, they're going to go somewhere else because it's less expensive and they're going to take what you taught them and you're going to be starting from square one again. Yeah. And that leads me to another point. Like what, what do you do to, um, I call it care and retention or whatever you want to call it. Like, what do you do to pour into your people to make sure that one, you're continuing to lead them at a high level, but then also like, what are you doing to retain them? Like you said earlier, being a partner, how do you become a good partner to your, to your agents that are on your team? Well, for me, it's, it's staying in their business. <laughs> um, because like I said, if you see them veering from the goals that they've set for themselves, it's about holding them accountable and saying, Hey, you know, you said that you wanted to do two a month, or you said you wanted to do four a month. Um, where are you at right now? Okay, what's preventing you from reaching where you said you wanted to be? And then helping them overcome, you know, because we all need that push from time to time. Mm -hmm. But for me also, it's not doing that on a daily, hourly basis either. So, yeah. So how often do you, do you think you're having that conversation? Is it once a month, once a week, every other week? No, it really is dependent on them because there's there's some agents uh, who who don't need it or or they'll come to you if they do so it's really about knowing the personality of who you hired and then it, it just like when you react with a client who's a buyer or seller some of them want to talk on the phone some of them want text it, it's about finding out how does your agent what does your agent need from you and do you have the energy level to give it to them? Because if you do, then they're a great hire. And if they're not, then they need to probably go somewhere else. And you just need to say no. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. I mean, it, and it all just goes back to kind of what we mentioned earlier. It just, it gets back to knowing your people, knowing the temperature of their business. And uh, I want to say inserting yourself, but having a conversation with them whenever you see them kind of falling back on their goals that they originally had set and holding them to a high standard to make sure that they, they, they get there because it's not necessarily about you. It's about, it's about them hitting their goals for their themselves and their family. Right? Absolutely. And again, uh, someone who's a high D 
Okay, and I'm totally using the disk test here. Yeah. Someone who is a go-getter, business driver, let's just call him a driver, okay? If you try to push them when they don't need pushed or you're in their business when they could be making money, they're going to be completely turned off by that and you won't you won't keep those people. But if you get someone who's a high eye and they weren't the life of the party and you didn't you failed to notice that or or somebody some client interaction got them down and you weren't there for them, you're going to lose those people. So it, it really is about being clear. And and I think this is more so when you start your business as opposed to when you have 100 agents, because you obviously can't do that with 100 agents. Um, but when you're starting your business all day long, you need to support them in the way that they need support them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I mean, that's just it. Like you said, we're, we're getting into business with people, we're partnering with them and, you know, we care about their success as much as, as much as they do. Right. And, and that's, that's awesome. I love that advice. So, um, what is what does the next level look like for you? Like you know, as everything that's been going on, you're currently at five agents. You're you're in a hot market right now. Like, what does the rest of 2020 going into 2021 look like for you and your business? Well, funny you should ask that because I just had a business strategy lunch right before this meeting. Because you know, and that's important too. You have to have that flexibility that you know, hey, things are going to change. And when they do, you look and say, okay, we haven't done this and it's not likely that we're going to reach that by the end of this year. So let's figure out where we're gonna go now and how we're gonna get there and what do we need to change to do that. Um, or it may be that it blows up and it goes the opposite direction and you're way exceeding things and you need to set new goals. But yeah, I think, I think quarterly looking at where you are and if you're on track or if you need to adjust things, um, is super, super important when you're the lead. So, um, but as far as where I'm at right now, so we added an investment side of our business to where we are um, wholesaling and flipping houses. Uh, okay. And so that's, you know, that's kind of what we were taking a look at was that side of the business. Um, but that that's where that's where I want to see growth right now because I feel like a lot of the things in the traditional side are going the way that I planned them to go. Or I'm in a very good year, <laughs> so uh, despite COVID and and a few like uh, uh, I guess there was at least one slow month because everybody was kind of up in arms. But for the most part, we're having a really great year on the traditional side. So, uh, so yeah, that's, I, I, it's, it's about expanding that new opportunity that we jumped into this year for me. Awesome. So starting a new division in, so you have your, you have your, your, uh, your, your residential real estate side division, which is going, it's operating, it's running. You've been doing that for 20 years. Yes. And now you're going into a second division. So you're kind of creating multiple streams of income and opportunities inside here for now investors to become a part of this environment that you're creating. So now creating additional source of revenue. Yeah. And we also invest in the properties too. So um, anyway, so, but yeah, 
That is exactly what it's about. And and I believe just be, from experience that if you do not have your hands, and I'm not talking about all the pots, but I'm talking about get one pot going strong, then add another pot, plant another seed, water it, watch it grow. So once you've got one thing going really well, absolutely figure out what else is along those same lines that you can do to have another stream of revenue. So, so building your garden. Okay. So I'm going back to this cause we just got a garden in our backyard and we're growing tomato plants right now. So it's, you plant the seed. It sounds like a system is being developed right here, right now. So you plant the seed, you water it, you let it grow, you nurture it, you clip it when you need to, you get it growing to where it's strong and sustainable and then you move on to the second seed and then you start the process over. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think, so for me early on, I didn't realize that lesson and I like went and planted all these seeds and I'm like, I'm going to be great. And I couldn't, I didn't have enough water essentially for, for all of the seeds. And I had to scale back and say, okay, let's focus on this seed right now. Okay, so that spurs me another another question, right? As a leader, we have to be able to fill our buckets. We've got to be able to continue to pour water into ourselves so that we can pour into others. So, so who holds you accountable? Who helps fill your bucket right now? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> I have a very strong why. So for me right now, it's me. Um, I have used coaches in the past, and I think coaches is, are great. I mean... They're absolutely great, <clears throat> as long as you have a good one, right? Yeah. Um, and I will, I'll get to the point. So, like, for me, I know, okay, I need to do X, Y, Z. And after I do that, then I'll go hire a coach so I can figure out what my next ABC is, okay? But <clears throat> for me right now, it would be useless for me to have a coach because I know what I need to be doing. So that would be money that would be wasted. Yeah, but you at least know yourself enough to know that, hey, okay, like I'm, I've got a big why. I know what that is. You have a coach or somebody to help maybe put a program in place. Then you go run that till you hit that next milestone. Then you're like, okay, now I'm going to go get another coach. So that's how you fill your bucket to fill other people's buckets. Absolutely. That's exactly how I do it. Okay, cool. Awesome. Well, one last question and then sure. uh, I'll let you go. What... Uh, you know, we talked about a lot of stuff today. Is there anything or any piece of advice that you would give to real estate brokers all across the United States right now um, as it pertains to growing and developing agents uh, on your team? What other piece of advice would you give to them? So I guess it's just stay encouraged. Okay. And I'm, I'm very purposely saying stay encouraged as opposed to don't get discouraged okay um because i'm all about positive language but so stay encouraged because some things you're gonna do just aren't going to work and you take that as a learning and you go on to the next thing that you have in your head that you believe in so uh you know if you if you have gone the mentality of I'm just going to hire whoever wants to go underneath me and it blows up on you because you made a bad hire and they turned everybody into going to another place when they left, 
then so be it. What what can you take from that? What learning did you get from that scenario? And how are you going to do it differently and stay encouraged and go after it? And I heard from you there, just it, it matters about the why that you have. It, the, the reason that you're doing this in the first place, the reason that you either stepped out of production or you decided, you know what, I'm going to be a leader of people. And I know there's a reason why, and I've got to stick to that, whatever that is for you. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yep. Awesome. Well, I love that. I love that. Well, uh, Todd, thank you so much for being on the show today. I know uh, I, I really appreciate it. And I always love having real conversations and just keeping it raw because like these are not scripted. I don't think you had a clue what I was going to ask through this whole thing. No, no. And, uh, but, that, but there's a reason for that because, it, you know, in today's world, we are all very like transparent. Like people can find out stuff about us, whether we know it or not. They social stalk right? us. Yes. And and that's, that's why I love having these real conversations because it's about being authentic. It's about being real so you can be with be real with the people around you. So uh, I, again, thank you so much for being on the show today. And I look forward to, uh, to catching up with you soon, okay? You bet. Thanks, Nathan. Well, thanks for listening to the Broker to Broker Real Estate Podcast. To check out past episodes, tools, and resources, visit brokertobrokerpodcast.com. And always remember, be you and be real.